Welcome back to another episode of Enthusiastically Spiritual. I'm your host, Teresa. So wherever you are right now, you are tied to the current earth cycle. Even though there are many challenges going on around us and inside of us, we are all called to step forward and into our divine genius. And that is exactly what my guest has done today. And he is here to share some wonderful wisdom and support for the journey of others. His name is Adam C. Hall, and he is committed to helping individuals, companies, and organizations unlearn the beliefs, behaviors, and habits that shield them from discovering their purpose, mission, and cause. In his book, Divine Genius, The Unlearning Curve, Adam shares the 13 universal wisdom teachings and the genius process that led to his transformation discovered on the extraordinary journey that took him from the shores of Santa Barbara, California to the jungles of Peru. He is passionate about sharing this knowledge and wisdom with the world. He is committed to helping others get in touch with their innate power for personal, professional, and planetary transformation. Adam consults on inner wealth, wellness, and inner leadership, working with people and companies to enrich their inner and outer wealth portfolio by integrating science, spirituality, and success. Welcome, Adam. Well, great to be here with you, Teresa. I'm looking forward to our conversation today. And I am too, Adam, because the word has been coming up for me lately is auspicious. Uh I know we are in this divine timing and we're all here to shift and learn and grow. But this auspicious time frame of really embracing some amazing energies and some amazing transformation is really, I feel, what we're all, what we're here to really, you know, in, 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 invite into our lives and really enrich with each of us moving forward. Do you agree with that? Well, I would uh, 100% agree with that. And, you know, what came in in your invitation and your curiosity around auspicious is let's explore that. What is What does that really mean? And what does it offer? And perhaps it offers us an opportunity to be audacious, maybe audaciously courageous. So we live in interesting times. They're auspicious in their own right. But where is that inviting us to? So let's, let's, I'd love to explore that a bit with you. I'm with you on that. Mm, that feels good. And it also feels like it's a time frame where massive change for each of us can really can step into that. And I know for your journey, you've done that transformation. So I'd like to go down that avenue a little bit and share with the listeners about your transformation and how you got to this point where we're at right now in this auspicious, amazing time frame. Well, I'd be happy to, and and I and I very much think I'm I'm, I'm alive in the transformational journey. It's, of course, it's um, you know, it's it is the journey. It's it's not a means to an end. It's it's the means of the journey that makes it so worthwhile. And and very much we I believe we we are all living in a time of what I would say is um, punctuated evolution where we are all being invited to transform our life's experience and belief systems and traumas and all the whatnot. I mean, really, I think everything is up for grab, if you know what I'm saying, and, and change, but it's invited us to, to really quantum leap into our, our, our greater potential and, and who we are in the most authentic way as light beings, God beings, Christ mind, Buddha mind, whatever that is for you. And several years back, um, well, 18 to be exact, to, well, this month, <laughs> I, I I hit that proverbial 
well, let's just call it that midlife point that's was it was it inviting me for a a breakthrough and of course that led to uh, lots of breakdown and led me into an, a really a deep reflective period in my life of which I needed to look at well the narcissism that that was overwhelming my life the you know this in the the living the journey of as a businessman building business and doing all those great things and having a lot of accomplishment yet yet something was dearly missing i didn't really feel good and it was an invitation teresa to say well wait a second um i want to get to the bottom of of this restlessness this idea of not feeling a deep inner peace this idea of lack although i had what when uh, all all measures was quite is quite a bit so i i begin that journey and this is what began my life of living consciously i would say and living a transformational uh, co-creative ex- life experience first life hap- instead of life happening to me if that makes sense life is beginning to happen for me and through me so i begin to explore all those different possibilities that we all are offered. So was there something that specifically broke down that you needed to like, like, okay, it's over and I need to go down this path now? Well, it, it, it I think it was a precipitation of, of all kinds of things that were, that were building up in, in, in that time. And specifically um, it, they were showing up in pathologies in particular, um, you know, drinking, for example, I was drinking more than I typically would or enjoy. Um, I also found myself with a heightened state of, um, of anger, of just being edgy and angry. And, um, and so that there was intensity there. Um, my relationship with my wife at the time happened to be my junior high and high school sweetheart was under tremendous stress and all the therapy in the world wasn't helping and i realized well i needed therapy myself um so i spent time exploring that so to answer your question and oddly i was actually at the pinnacle of my life experience in terms of success in business and money and all the accoutrements. But ultimately I, I felt there was this intensity of, of, of stress and anxiety that really hit the wall one morning when I was driving to work from my home in Malibu to Los Angeles and a dog ran in front of my car and I was on the phone yelling at a wall street banker and I thought I was having a heart attack. And essentially the word came, you need to stop now. Stop. Wow. So I interesting did. how, yeah, how each of us get to that point. Because I too had like a midlife, I would not crisis, but well, a shift, complete shift when I was 49 and everything around me was, it looked from, you know, perspective of outside in from other people that, you know, I had a great life, a happy husband, a happy marriage. And I was, it was quite the opposite. So I too had to go down that path of, you know, who am I and exploring, you know, the, which way do I want to live my life, the rest of my life? And, and, you know, what do I want to open up and, 
and step into. And that's kind of what I hear you saying is like, you know, from the outside in, it's people are like, wow, he had everything, maybe, you know, money and this and that. And, but you are the one inside having to go, okay, so how do I really feel? Exactly. And one of the things I share so much, and one of the things I speak to in the, um, my latest book, Divine Genius, The Unlearning Curve, which is, a, is an outgrowth of uh, uh, my work around in the cor- A Course in Miracles, uh, is that the outside picture is reflection of an inward condition. In other words, we may have a lot, we may see the world in so many ways, you know, kind of those proverbial rose colored glasses and, and striving for that, uh, let's call it the American dream here in the United States. And, but ultimately um, there's things that were going on where it was like, well, I didn't have enough. I, I needed more money. I needed more love. I, or I, that, person I saw as, uh, well, not an enemy, but as this competitor that was essentially I needed to go head to head with, for example. And it speaks very much to, I believe, just the general conditions on our planet right now and our culture, most certainly here in the United States, that we are being asked to Uh, are being invited, I believe, to a new experience that's beyond the acrimony, the division, the obsessive patriarchal structure of conquering and competition. So I believe there's a great shift that we're all being invited to. And the question is, are you ready? Are you willing? (laughs) I just laugh, Adam, because, oh, hells yeah, for me, I'm ready. Well, we spoke of auspicious times, you know, and of course the old Chinese curse was may we live in interesting times and, and there is much uh, going on that is, is, is raising a lot of questions that is auspicious. Like, you know, we see a lot of things in our politics. What are the motivations that are really moving our, our leaders around the world, as a matter of fact, it's just not here. And it's, it's, you know, amongst many other things, we're seeing that in our uh, emerging new medicine and our new emerging spaces that are inviting us to, well, let's just say, um, see what has yet to be seen. And also, I always go back to also feeling because people are coming into a place right now where, how, like you said, how do I feel inside? And how am I feeling with the, um, the thing I chose to do to my body or not do to my body? Or, you know, back to that kind of reflection and reflection and mirror. I mean, like everything we're seeing on the outside is just a reflection of what the collective is feeling on the inside. Well, and it's... I agree. I, excuse me. I interrupted you. Please. Continue. No, no, go ahead. You're good at Oh, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to pining a little bit on what you're saying because I obviously the, the, the COVID situation and things that are requiring us to shift a little away from our traditional modality of being out in the world or going and doing the things we do or going, even going to work and having to spend more time, say with a significant other or having to spend more time, God forbid with ourselves. And, and in that place, it's, it, it, perhaps and maybe you're sensing this in your work and with all the good things you're doing, Teresa, is that 
we get we now have time to really feel into ourselves and the invitation is is well i feel restless well i feel anxious well i'm stressed out well i'm burnt out there's a reason why 4.9 million people left their places of work last month and that number is up 33% in 20 was up 33% in 2021 and that's a phenomenon that's sweeping the globe many are going back to work but a good chunk of them are going hey this isn't doing it for me i'm not feeling so good and i was at that exact same place 18 years ago to the month. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel too with the isolation and everyone having to really come, come home and be in our homes. It it is about coming back home to yourself and how, and how to work with who you are as a being and, and that inner authority of listening to the intuition and and the, the spiritual guidance and the God source or whatever energy you work with is like, allowing that to come into your existence and really figure out, okay, so now how do I work with all that I have in front of me? How do I work with this new situation of the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm isolated and how am I going to connect with people that I were connected with before? Or like you said, you know, from one job to another job and, or no job. And how do I move forward in this new existence? And back to that auspicious, that to me is part of the auspicious aspect of the times we're in because if people understood the power they hold within themselves, they can create anything. They can create their lives the way they want it to be. But first they have to determine how do they want it to be? What do they want it to look like? Well, exactly. And I think it, it, in, you know, practically and pragmatically, you know, what is that step? And um, of, of course, you know, as, when I took those first steps to explore and ask questions about what's next or the why of my own existence or what am I here to really do and it began it began to invoke fear and it began with I'm not good enough who am I to to do that um you know or can, can I really do this or what if I fail or what will others think of me? All this noise that comes out of this idea that we are separate from our true authentic selves, our uh, nature, separate from each other, separate from the universe, separate from God, the quantum field, that we have this idea that I share intimately in uh, the divine genius, the unlearning curve, that that we had a thought that was the idea that we can function separately in in our life existence. And this thought became this idea of this ego that became an identity, that became something that we must defend. It may be something where we need to hide. So this idea of our separation is the, the problem. And what I identified uh, and identify and work with so deeply, Teresa, is that that in that problem of ego thought and separation is also the solution. So the great news is once we begin those first steps of questioning and looking at the idea of our separate self and our identity, and it's a big thing. 
It's a big thing to want to let go. Many of us want to stay locked, even in abusive relationships or in happy places of work because we fear the unknown of what else is out there. But the idea here is to focus and look at those ideas of being separate and look at and identify the ego. And what I put forth in, in the book is this journey uh, to take these 13 steps, these wisdom teachings that take us from the old separate idea of separate self into a deep discovery of our own genius, the miraculous nature of who we already are. You don't need to get anything. So that's the idea of moving beyond uh, these old modalities. And, and I think that's the invitation right now. And, and I, I just want to offer to everybody that you don't need a guru or anybody else. You are your own guru. You don't need anything other than what you already have to take these steps. As long as you're showing up and being honest, I would say with ourselves, but to begin that journey and inquiry and the rest will will really take care of itself. If you, you know what I mean, you probably had a bit of that in your life yourself. I take it. I'm feeling you, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those are some beautiful words. And what comes to me too is by going down, you know, the 13 wisdom teachings that you have in your beautiful book or whatever, whatever resonates with, you know, with those people out there who are listening is that it's all about, you know, coming back to, you know, knowing yourself and liking what you see in the mirror every day and who gets out of the bed. But it's really comes back to, like you said, it's about you. It's about your, you know, your inner self, not anything outside of yourself. And that is a scary place for a lot of people because there has, but you know, it's, in, well, I, I want to back up a little bit there because what comes to me is that there are so many people right now giving support. There it's, I mean, like if you can't find a support system for yourself out there in the world, my gosh, like you're, I mean, well, I should say you're kind of asleep because there probably are still some people asleep, but the ones that are waking up and going, what do I do with all this and who I am and, and asking those real pivotal questions for their soul's growth are going to access the most amazing array of beautiful, um, you know, teachings and wisdom and support that they need to really know who they are. And that's one of the things you definitely offer in Divine Genius, the unlearning, unlearning curve, right? Absolutely. I, and, and, and to your point, you know, you are not alone. And I, I also subscribe that we have guides both here in the physical world as well as guides in the non-physical world. Some of, some of us may refer to them as archangels or, or other types of guides that are present to, to speak to us, whatever that is. But the point is, is in that, in that journey and in all of our journey that we, we, we must uniquely do it alone, of course, but we can't, do it alone paradoxically we get to do right. it together which actually i think brings you know brings out in me that this is what brings my highest joy and and passion to show up every day is that i'm not alone in my own 
evolutionary journey. I'm not alone in my own transformation. And I, you know, can experience my own sense of sadness at times and my own sense of grieving in the journey of just being human. And I don't have to do it alone. And if, if quite frankly, if we, any of us were not having these type of experiences, then we wouldn't be here by, by God, the Dalai Lama is human and has his own life experiences around being human. And I think the key is that it's just one where we come into holding it and recognizing ourselves in a, in a more compassionate and forgiving way where we can forgive ourselves and forgive the lives that we've kind of lived away, but ultimately to show up in a place that's deeply loving and caring for, well, our soul for that matter. I love that, Adam. And I love that compassion for ourselves because oftentimes that's what I find with people is that, you know, there's not that forgiveness that, you know, what I've done throughout these for myself, almost 54 years, I'm okay with because it was part of my learning and growing. And every step along the way, I learned something, whether it have been something maybe I could have done a little bit with more grace and ease if I understood the bigger picture spiritually. But it's okay with what I went through, what I went through with other people in relationships and situations. So that's a big thing for myself. And I know other people too that have that, how to forgive themselves and have that compassion for their journey as a soul, because as a soul, we are a soul. We've always been a soul. We will always be a soul and we're here to learn and grow. And so accessing that ability to really embrace your life and embrace your journey to that, that amazing aspect of who you are as a soul is a big deal. It's a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) It's the biggest deal, Adam. (laughs) It's the biggest deal ever. You know, it's interesting. I was spending a little time with the Course in Miracles um, yesterday morning. I do often every morning, but not necessarily the Course every day, but most most days. And it, it you know, the Course in its own way, and of course it's not for everyone, but I enjoyed it immensely. And it forms the foundation of, a, of my whole life experience and teachings today. But one of the things that it was sharing yesterday that the that the only purpose that we are here on earth is to heal our lives and the course shares that so just say straight up and in your face because it speaks to the wisdom teaching that i offered in uh the divine genius at wisdom teaching number two on true purpose and that we often seek a purpose in the our outer world experience. And it can be very confusing and it could be very much lead to a lot of searching, endless searching for many of us <clears throat> in the world. <clears throat> but ultimately the course offers, well, it's all, everybody and everything's just here to he- help you heal your life and to be the, in your most authentic truest divine God nature. And if we begin like I did some years ago, as we're sharing to see these difficult and challenging and really 
uh, pain in the ass people at the time that it was are in my life that they're there to teach me the earth school offers this greater opportunity. So it's, it's a joy to well be here today with, with you, Teresa, and, and all your listeners, but also to be in this amazing, in this amazing journey of being in this body and this incredible operating system that, that we, we, that we're enjoying here, but ultimately to, to be healing our lives together. Mm-hmm. to know that it's it's an extraordinary gift to to be human and it's i've just taken it that way and hold it that way and and also know at least in for my personal mission and work teresa it's um it's my responsibility to to do so and and to act accordingly. And I have three daughters and five granddaughters and the world is in in a world of hurt and challenge. And it's, I'm showing up for, for all of us as best as I can. And And they're showing up too. And they are. And every, without a doubt, because every, every soul that's here right now has shown up for this time, this cycle of life, this cycle of existence to, like you said, to heal, to move through it, to learn and grow. And in my perspective too, is the number one way we can do it is in relationships. We have yes. to do our own work, our own spiritual work, but to yes. be in relationships is the key to really transformation. It really is. In my, in my, it, I believe it is. Well, truly, I think you're, you're right. I mean, if I think about relationships, the successes, the failures, mm-hmm. I had a, t- a period of time um, with my middle-aged daughter who I'm very close with just saw her for her 38th 30th birthday over the weekend with my youngest granddaughter Jada. Oh, and, happy birthday and, to your daughter. Yeah, <laughs> and there was a time when she said, "Dad, I I um I I need to take some some space. I need to take some time in our relationship." And um you know, at the time we had moved through a very difficult divorce in, in the family. And, and she, I said, okay, okay. And then, you know, a couple months go by and I don't hear from her. And I share with my partner, by gosh, I'm missing her. What is she doing? And partner says, it's okay. This is where your relationship is at. And another few months go by and I haven't heard from her. And I'm going, oh gosh, is this relationship gone? And, you know, inevitably after, I don't know, I think it was eight or nine months, there was a deeper, more powerful, more loving, caring relationship that emerged that's never been better but the point I'm trying to share with you about relationships that you brought up is that sometimes I think even though we're in a troubling space in our relationship with our loved ones, our children, or our beloved, or even our partner at times we feel separate or whatever it is, you're in relationships. And how do you want to hold that relationship? How do you want to guide that relationship? And I think in my particular case is how did I want to 
allow that relationship to find its way um, gracefully without me wanting to control or tinker or do what I would do as a father and as a man typically Mm -hmm. and uh, as difficult as it is. So I don't know what I was going with that, but thank you for speaking to relationship. I, I think you're so right about that. Well, and what a powerful soul your daughter is to actually be able to speak that to you and say, hey, I need some space because I went through a divorce in 2017 and one of my daughters still is not talking to me and it's been almost five years. So I too had to go through and still am at times, you know, um, embracing that pain in my heart, but also knowing that um, the place that she's at and where I'm at needs to have some space. There needs to be some growth. There needs to be some life journeying, some, you know, exploration, especially on her part because she's younger and, and really finding out where she's at as a soul and how to, at some point, either move back into relationship with me or not. And I'm okay at whichever way it goes because, you know, I, I, I brought this soul in, we had our time together and whatever the future, you know, offers. I mean, I would, of course, love to embrace that relationship again, but then, you know, I don't know where, where her soul needs and what, you know, what the path is for her. But, but to have your daughter state that to you and say, hey, dad, I need some, some you know, space, that is, that's profound, beautiful. Well, thank you for that. And I'm feeling you and in your journey and all of those that are out there in this amazing planet we share that are in the, in the journey of evolving relationship. And of course, the invitation in, in the evolution of our relationship with others is the invitation to come into a deeper relationship with ourselves. And, you know, for me, it was that I needed to love the places within myself that felt most unloved and to move into a place of knowing that the ideas of abandonment and these things were part of part of my soul's journey for learning, as you said. And, and I, I think that the, um, the idea here and for many of us and what I found in this regard, perhaps it's helpful or, or not, but I'll put it out anyway, is that we, you know, we are asking these situations, at least what I found, and I think it's true for many of us that we're asking to come into a place of deeper trust of, of ourselves mm-hmm. and that we can trust ourselves enough to know that, that it's okay and my daughter, I honor her uh, her audacious courage to trust herself enough to know that she was safe enough that to 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 take that time and to know that she was in a relationship with her dad and that 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 it would be okay and that she would that that I would not be angry or disappear or abandon her in any way. And, and it, what emerged was really the miracle and the miracle that had emerged was a, obviously a greater awakening or understanding of our own selves. Mm-hmm. Um, but also the invitation that we no longer needed to meet in a, in, a, in our old relationship mm-hmm of our old sense of divorce or pain or 
anything that happened in our lives that we were invited to come to a new connecting place that was transcendent of that old story and to come into a place where together we can write a new story of how we want to begin again our relationships. So hopefully that makes some sense. Oh, completely. You know what that just brought to my attention and my vision was um, that's where we're at as a collective. Mm -hmm. We're Mm -hmm. at that place. Okay. So a new beginning. So where do we go from here? What does it look like? We can't hold on to all the old things that really didn't work for us that well because we're in a different energy now. We're in a different place as a collect collective beings and energy. And how do we move forward? What does that look like? So Having a beautiful book like yours, Divine Genius, The Unlearning Curve, is one way that people can read it to get the insights into it and, and really have a teaching, beautiful teaching that they can hold on to in these un, auspicious and challenging and um, interesting times. That's what I'll put. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you're spot on. You're spot on with that. It is our invitation in the collective to, to emerge through the, the old story, and together we doubt. can we can write the, the new story. And I'm I've been it's been great to share and celebrate with you today and explore that new story and and to invite all of us to to come into that place. Um, we're all really very much needed. Every single one of us matters uh, immensely. And um, oftentimes we think, well, what doesn't matter what I do. Oh, this is just not the case because if you think of it in this way in quantum physics, anything within the field, the the totality of the planet, um, it's always fluid. It's always changing. Everything is constantly evolving in nature and in the universe, <clears throat> seeking out equilibrium and balance and rebalancing. And so too are we human beings. We're seeking that in, in, in our own lives. So when we think differently, when we share a moment of gratitude with someone out in the world that we don't even, that's a stranger. It a smile changes the world, you know, or if we're on the other side or we're angry and we're doing things that are malicious, that's shifting the whole. So we are powerful, powerful beings of light. We are creators of our life experience, be it good, bad up or down, whatever it is, it's not the point. The point is, is we have this extraordinary power and let's put it to good use together, if I do say. I love that, Adam. Thank you so much for coming on today. It has been wonderful having you here. It's been wonderful sharing your beautiful energy, your book, The Divine Genius, The Unlearning Curve, which I will have all of that in the show notes, how to grab your copy, how to connect with Adam. Yes. And again, I just, it's been wonderful, Adam. Thank you so much for coming on today. Well, you're, you're, so, you're so welcome. And it's been great to share with you. And, 
And to everyone, it's great to be with you. And thank you for listening and tuning in and caring so much about uh, not only your life, of course, but that of our, our planet and our children and our children. And feel free to check out my website at adamhall.solutions. I've got so many things I want to share and, and just give to you a master's class and blogs and offerings. And they're all yours for the asking and check it out and, and feel free to reach out anytime. I look forward to, to celebrating and navigating this auspicious year we're in of 2022 blessings and lots of love to you. Thank you, Adam. Thanks again for each of you for listening to another episode of Enthusiastically Spiritual Podcast. And I hope that you enjoyed Adam and all his beautiful wisdom and check out his beautiful book in the show notes. I'll have the link for that. And until next week, remember that life is too short to not be enthusiastic about your unique journey. Believe it or not, when you arrived back for another life, you were enthusiastic to be here. If you've lost that enthusiastic feeling, well, there's a way to reawaken it. It's by embracing a bigger spiritual picture of your life as a soul and igniting the feeling of spiritual freedom within. So if you are ready and needing some more enthusiastic mojo for your life, follow the link in the show notes where you can access a free video series created by the Wayshowers College and start recapturing the enthusiasm you have within for your unique journey.